Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So like I said, today's the feast day of St. Mark the Evangelist. Now Mark, as you might recall, he was not one of the 12 apostles. He was not an eyewitness. He was uh, a later convert to the way. He was uh, the traveling companion of Paul and Barnabas. Uh, we hear about Mark in the Acts of the, Apostle, the, Acts of the Apostles. He's known as, um, he's sometimes referred to there as John Mark. So Mark was not an eyewitness, but a friend of eyewitnesses. So Mark's gospel is dated somewhere around the year uh, A.D. 70. He's writing for a Gentile, so non-Jewish audience, uh, converts likely living in Rome. He was based in Rome. And we kind of get that sense because of the number of times that Mark is, is translating Jewish things for his, his, uh, his audience, right? He's, he's helping them understand the world of Judaism, which if you were writing to Jews, you wouldn't have to do that, right? So he's explaining Jewish customs, Jewish words. He has different translations of different things. So he's explaining the Jewish world to a non-Jewish audience. And here's what I find extraordinary about Mark. Uh, the way that his gospel starts. So this gospel we have today is the end of Mark's gospel. And Mark's gospel is bookended by his proclamation of the gospel, right? So Mark's gospel begins by referencing the gospel, and the gospel ends by Jesus saying, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel. Of course, the gospel wasn't, the gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John hadn't been written when Jesus, in this gospel, is telling them to go into the whole world and share the gospel. Are you with me so far? I know it's kind of early. That was a lot of gospels. All right, here's what I find extraordinary. At the beginning of Mark's gospel, he says this. This is how it starts. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I know that might, that might not sound extraordinary to us sitting in, you know, year 2022 here in America as Christians. Why is that so extraordinary? Why? Well, because Mark is being, through those words, he's actually being very intentionally subversive, politically, socially, religiously. He's being pretty combative uh, with those words. How is that the case? Well, first of all, like I said, he's writing in Rome shortly after his friends Paul and Peter had been executed. Paul by beheading because he was a Roman citizen and Peter by crucifixion. And according to tradition, crucifixion upside down in Nero's circus. So the church at the time that, that Mark is writing, the church is beginning to experience some serious persecution. Nero is blaming <clears throat> this upstart Christian community for the great fire that spread throughout Rome. He's just kind of scapegoating them. And here's Mark not backing down an inch, but he's committing to writing right now. Paul's dead. Peter's dead. The church is being persecuted. He's committing to writing the amazing news concerning Jesus Christ. And he, and he starts off by using this Greco-Roman word, euangelion, which you've heard me preach about before. It's where we get the word gospel. That wasn't a churchy word. It wasn't a Jewish word. It was a word of the Roman Empire. Right? The Roman Empire was the one who would send out euangelion. They would send out angeloi, messengers, where we get the word angel. They would send out angeloi to proclaim that the emperor has achieved a new decisive victory. Some massive territory has been taken over. This is the good news, the glad tidings. And now Mark is saying, oh, I, I've got the euangelion. You think you've got, you think you've heard good news. Wait until you hear this, right? I've got the actual euangelion. And it's the euangelion, the good news of Jesus Christ. Not Caesar, 
not any of the great warriors, nothing to do with an army or a battle, not a mighty king. The good news comes about through this guy, Yeshua of Nazareth, the Christos, the anointed one, the Mashiach of Israel, right? He's saying, this is the actual victory proclamation that I have. This is the actual good news. This is the real proclamation. Then he refers to Jesus as the Son of God, which for us, again, doesn't sound that extraordinary or combative, but that phrase, again, was not a... Its natural habitat in the cultural milieu of Mark's writing, its natural habitat was within the Greco-Roman world because Caesar, Caesar was referred to as the Theos Tutheu, the Son of God. Caesar was the Son of God, right? There was this tradition that happened in Rome that after the death of uh, Julius Caesar, it was known as the apotheosis of Caesar. He, after his death, they said they saw his soul ascending to the heights of like Olympian glory, and they saw Caesar becoming a god. So therefore, his son is referred to as the son of God, and that was the continuation of, of the Caesars. They were referred to as the son, son of God. So here's Mark saying, here's the good news of Jesus Christ, the euangelion of Jesus Christ, the son of God, not Caesar, this carpenter from Nazareth, this preacher from Nazareth who was put to death by Roman execution, crucifixion. Here he is writing in the belly of the beast. He's in Rome, right? Rome thought they have stamped it all out. This is what I love so much. They thought they had, we put him to death. We put Paul to death, Peter to death. We're squelching it. We're putting it all down. And here's Mark in the belly of the beast with so much courage, so much boldness saying, Let me tell you, let me tell you the good news, the euangelion concerning Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who he is, what he did. Oh, it's so, it's just, it just, it's awesome. Makes you want to paint your face blue and go, you know, convert somebody. So we want to call upon Mark's intercession uh, this morning, St. Mark's intercession, that we would have the courage, we would have the courage being in the belly of the beast. I mean, we're not quite in the heart of Rome, (laughs) you know, imperial Rome. Um, but it is hard to preach and speak the name of Jesus out loud, out in public, all those things, but we have to do it. We have to do it. It's not only the commission that the saints give us, it's the commission that Jesus gives us. He says, go into the whole world. He doesn't say, retreat from the whole world, make little Christian enclaves, just talk amongst yourselves. Go into the whole world, the world that just crucified me, the world that just put me to death, the world that just killed Peter and Paul. Yeah, that's the world I want you to go into. Go into that world because, you know why? The Father so loves that world that he sent his Son. May we have that courage of Mark today. Amen.